very good morning to you. We're with you until 12 midday today. We're looking at dodgy dealings in Galway City. It wasn't nice, really, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. We're also looking at uh, concerns on public transport in South Galway. There's a major network event coming the way today as well. Today, Minister Norma Foley joins us in relation to bus transport. If you want to get your questions into us, feel free to do so. Also, please, landlords, be realistic with rents. We have a lady joining us in the studio and she's making that plea to you. Lock Ray, lady indeed, receives a huge award in Australia. Financial advice with Dave McCarthy. And love is in the air for the 29th of Feb for leap year. Or is it? That and more between now and 12 midday. Good morning. If you want to get in contact with us, always 638-33-553. If you want to get in contact with us uh, today, we'd like to hear from you. I want to send two birthday greetings very quickly today. Joan Finn from More and More turned 60 yesterday morning uh, when she woke up. She was 60. God bless her. And uh, she's celebrating all week. And her husband, uh, John Finn, indeed, is going to whisk her off to a major IFA meeting this evening. Romance is in the air, and God knows where he'll take her after that as well. But uh, to celebrate her birthday, she's heading off to Tai Chi, I'm told, in the Galway Rowing Club uh, today uh, with some close friends as well. So I kind of hope that the Tai Chi master has got a birthday cake for her and candles and all that in the Galway Rowing Club today. So we wish her a very happy birthday. And where will John take her after the IFA meeting this evening? I don't know. And also Kieran Kern, who is uh, Gary's dad, um, turned 65 today. He's only three years older than me. Uh, but anyway, street party in Portumna today. The weather doesn't matter. Uh, he's hosting it, by the way, as well. So now when I retire on the 12th of April, I'm going to try and grow my hair as long as Kieran Kern in Portumna, uh, Gary's dad. I'm going to try. It could take me the three years to get there, but I'm going to try. Now, though, uh, happy birthday to both of you uh, today and keep celebrating and enjoy the street party and enjoy the IFA meeting as well. Now, though, let me move on today because there's a lot happening uh, on the programme and uh, what you have to do just basically is uh, stay tuned to us uh, throughout the day. And I want to go uh, right now, though, to Councillor Neil McNeilis who joins me on the line because, lo and behold, I was actually in and around um, Galway City yesterday and I was working in and around the city, so I was... Uh, just want to try and get Neil up here. Um, but I was working in and around the city yesterday evening and uh, I was down around the dockside and um, I, I just saw kind of some dodgy dealings going on and I just ignored it, to be quite honest. Uh, just ignored it altogether. But lo and behold, Councillor Neil McNeilis was on to us um, this morning about an incident that he witnessed at the docks. Nothing to do with the Galway Harbour Company or otherwise. And uh, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with um, the Galway Harbour Company and or otherwise. Uh, but um, let me go to Councillor Neil McNeil, who joins me on the phone this morning. Neil, good morning to you. Good morning, Chief. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for joining us. I was at the docks yesterday, and sorry, I was in town yesterday working, and I had to park at the docks for a few minutes. And I saw the first car there was a Volkswagen Golf car, and it was um, it was clamped. But lo and behold, I saw um, a commercial vehicle. I won't go f- much further than that. Um, just approaching people. And I drove away, thought nothing of it, until I spoke to you this morning, because you were approached by the same person that I saw approaching others, selling stuff out of the back of a commercial van. Yeah, Keith, and, and it's actually gas, because I was actually walking the prom yesterday morning with uh, former uh, councillor Tom Costello, and he had mentioned to me that he'd been in Oran Moor, and he'd been approached by uh, somebody in a, a, a black Jeep with Northern Ireland registration plates, and he was asked if he wants to buy a generator um, because he had come down, this gentleman, uh, to sell some goods and that he had um, a couple of pieces left over and he was trying to sell them on. And Tom said, that's a scam because he's, he'd heard it on the radio before. 
And then we'll be all like yourself. I was down in the docks as well, parking up. Um, and he noticed that my car is branded for commercial reasons. And he came up and said, look, he says, I've just I've been down to the docks here. I'm selling on some goods um, for an order. I don't want to go back with a full van back north. And he was very, like, a very good salesman. And um, you just knew if it was too good, it wasn't too good. Um, and I suppose the reason I rang you then is just to give a warning here because the, the, like, there's guys going around selling on goods at the moment. Now, I reported to the Gardaí straight away and I passed on the registration plate. Uh, and that's what I encourage anybody that's approached as well is, is to report to the Gardaí straight away. But I mean, the situation is that um, he spotted because you're, you're, as you said, your brand, your vehicle is branded, and he basically approached you then. But did he tell you how much he was looking for for the Jenny? No, he didn't. First of all, he wanted to know did I have an interest in getting a, a, a generator, and then secondly, is that um, when I said no, he says, "Well, I have a smaller one for the house if the power ever goes." And then when I said no to that, he says, "Well, would you like a, a chainsaw?" Now, look, I don't know how to use a, a, a screwdriver. I don't mind. I know how to use a, a chainsaw. And it was that stage that I just went, ah, oh, come here now. This guy's got a bit of, a few pits and pit bobs here that he's definitely trying to offload. And I mean, I'm in retail myself, and yeah. there's ways that you sell the items, and there's been no follow-up here at all at all. And did you, um, did you challenge him and say, where did the goods come from, or did you just step back from it? You know, I, 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 I think, like yourself there, you know, that's that, that just, you don't want to get into confrontation with anybody because, at, you know, this guy was a very good salesperson. It was very well-practiced pitch. Um, he knew by the time the third no came from me that he wasn't going to get a sale um, and just that I just wasn't interested. But again, it's just that it, it just clicked in the back of my head that this is a scam that's out there um, and people need to be very careful. And if it is stolen property and you were to touch by stolen property, you're then, uh, you know, uh, part of the problem as well. So I just wanted to get it out there that these people are, are driving around the town. I've made it aware now with the Gardaí and anybody else who's been approached it would be great if they could actually inform them as well because yeah. we, we need to stop this. There was a, a business down the Midlands the weekend. I'm not saying that this gentleman was involved in it, but in the middle of the night, they went in, they took 100,000 euros worth of his product. That's right. And he's probably going to have to close now. Uh, and, you know, this is a legitimate business that had jobs being paid for. And then we've got individuals that are going around but, stealing stuff and then trying to pass it off around. But you're not saying now that the gentleman in question uh, was selling stolen goods? Not no. at all. Not at all. Not said, at Look, all. If it looks too good. It isn't too good. I'm sure you get a receipt from him, and I'm sure that there'll be a okay. warranty and everything that you'll get off him. Oh, you'll get the VAT receipt and you'll get the warranty. And the chances are he'll fill it with petrol for you and bring it home and show it to you as well. Chances are, though, yeah, he won't tomorrow sure morning won't be there. As well. <laughs> yeah, I don't buyer beware. I mean, look, if it looks too good, you know, sometimes it's not. Okay, And just be very, very careful. I mean, look, this is why it's so important that you buy off, you know, reputable sellers, proper retailers, where if something goes wrong, it's fixed. But you get a receipt as well, and you know that you're creating a job. Back, back of a van, it might be cheap in the, in the short term, but, you know, if, if it is stolen... But it's somebody else's. So if it is stolen, yeah. And, you know, until such time as something is stolen on you, um, the, and, and the effect that it has, or a break into a property, like you said, the Midlands, or something is taken from you, until such time as that happens to you, you then realise the effect that it has on your mental health and otherwise that somebody has intruded and stolen, they've taken what's yours, blah de blah de blah And here are Lachicos going around in, in all sorts of vehicles, not just in, in black Jeeps with Northern Registers, uh, registration plates on them, and they're selling product that was somebody else's. And we say that every time we talk to the Gardaí, you know, don't buy stuff like that. He obviously targeted your vehicle because he knew 
you were in the industry. Well, it was a commercial vehicle with branding on it, so he knew they were probably in the trade, you know, and um, now we would use our generators um, for, for the events and that, but, I mean, we, we, we would get them and rent them in from big companies um, because, you know, you get your VAT and all that kind of stuff back and get to the service contract. But, I mean, again, it's from when he spoke to Tom out in Ormore, it was the exact same story. He just drove up and said, How are you? I'm after coming out of this place here in Ormore, reach out park. Um, you know, they just dropped off a, a delivery. I have a few bits and pieces left over. Would you be interested in them? And that was the exact same story they used on the docks. Yeah. Um, two individuals in the car, Northern Ireland accents and a Northern Ireland registration plate. And again, I was, I was just said to people, if they do come across this, report to the Gardaí because, um, you know, sometimes you might say, oh, somebody else did that already. Yeah. But yeah. it'd be great to catch uh, individuals if the product isn't, uh, you know, kosher yeah. at the end of the day. And if it is, you know, best to look to them. But I'm sure you'll get your VAT receipt off them as well. Do you think, was he targeting Labour people? And is John Walt going to be the next one? to be approached while he's driving the bus up in Mary's Fish. John McDonough, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, John. John McDonough, what do I call him, John, <laughs> John, Walsh, John, John McDonough. McDonough now is going to be too busy now for the next couple of months. Do, do you reckon that was he targeting, was he targeting the Labour fraternity? You have that look about you. Not at all, it's just, I know, Keith, we're just, we're, 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 we're just making a comeback. There's, there's so many of us out there. <laughs> 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 it was rare now as a truth, a hen of truth. So, no, look, I suppose it's anybody. And it's just, I was I was just like yourself in, in, in the right place for him yesterday. Yeah. Um, be at the wrong place now because, like, I, if this, and, and again, it's just, you, you hear these stories all the time. They're normally out in the country, but they're driving around industrial states. I rang the harbour this morning. He had made the same number of approaches to a number of other oh, individuals working okay. down the harbour. Um, so there's other you know companies down there. There's a lot of companies on the docks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was an easy place to drop off stuff and try not to just push. Um, Look, Kate, as you said there, I mean, like, I remember we got robbed years ago in the shop. It's a terrible feeling. Right? And, just, and you have to build up. So when, you, when you've got 100,000 euros worth of products stolen, you have to sell 300,000 euros worth of stuff to get that money back. But you're not saying that they're linked. Listen, I, I, I did see... No, not stop, not I, did, I did see a car, a, a Volkswagen Golf car at the very top of the uh, that area there, uh, clamped yesterday. Uh, maybe it was just to put people off illegal parking. On the other side... If you don't have your ticket up, you get clamped within three minutes, like. But on on the port side, oh, yeah, the, 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 like the, the, the harbour, the harbour do clamp very, very occasionally. I mean, they have parking meters there. It's probably one of the better rates in the town for parking. But um, if you're going to be a serial, serial, serial offender and you not bother to put yeah. a couple of coins into the machine, you get a couple of warnings, and then the, 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 they'll actually clamp, exactly. clamp on it. Okay. Um, and, and that's what happens there. The one across the road, which is on private property. Um, you'd want to be really, really careful with because I mean they've got the 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 the, 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 the national clamping company that goes around and does that. Oh yeah, but they've, and, uh, they've, they're, they're very, very strict there yeah. because that is a residential area as well. So is, you yeah. know, clearly fine posted. They, they, they've been challenged a few times and they've had to give back the money where they got it wrong. So uh, there you go. Anyway. Yeah, they, they have. And Keith, you know, I I spoke to you about this before, and we we got clamping removed in certain places in Pascotill in the past where it should have never been clamping, and, and it took a while to get that done. But we've also said okay. that if the signage up, it needs to be clearly marked on the ground as well where you can park and where you can't park. Okay. Um, if you're a visitor to the city, you know some of them signs can be very misleading. All right. Well, we hope that the man didn't get rid of his um, paraphernalia. Uh, absolutely and uh, Constantine McNeil thank you for joining us and we hope that he has to go back with a, a van load or a jeep load of um, generators and cha- imagine chainsaw chainsaw should be really and truly nobody should be sold a chainsaw unless they've done a course in how to use a chainsaw it's an absolutely lethal weapon 
Chainsaw. I could imagine Neil McNeil is now at the chainsaw. Out the front of the house. The garden. Trimming. Now, a very good morning to you. Welcome into the programme. Well, two students have taken the law into their own hands, and rightly so as well. And they've put together the Uplift Petition, which has more than 900 signatures. It was created by two university students, Avian Toomey, who's 20, and she from Maguire, who's 19, who were frustrated with the lack of capacity on the 350 bus route, uh, which connects villages such as Kinvara, Doolan, and Ballyvahan to Galway City. As it stands, people face long waits and the possibility of the bus being too full to stop, meaning that often people are left stranded with no way to get to the city. And Shifra joins me on the line today. Shifra, morning to you. Thanks indeed for joining us uh, today on the programme. I love when young people take... I love when young people take control of the situation. Quite simply, you can't afford uh, to live in Galway City and you rely heavily on the bus to get you to and from college uh, because you can't afford to live in the city. So you want a proper service. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just really hard trying to like um, surround my like life around this bus because it's the only one I can really get because it's the closest to it's the closest to where I live and um, the frequency of buses is just like insane and um, there's such a lack of them and I find it really hard to try and like work around it because I either have to get up really early and go in and then wait around for ages until I have to start my lectures or um, the next bus comes too late and then I miss my lectures. So it's just really hard to work around that. And obviously I can't afford to live in the city. So it's the only thing that I can rely on. So it must be very unreliable for you then. I mean, out of, out of a five day week yeah, when you're in college, uh, would you get it most days or would you miss out some days? I'd get it most days. Um, I'd kind of risk going in or uh, either going in late. I'd have to try and get in at some point because I have to make some of my classes. Um, but it's just not even just getting to college, but getting from it is the, the last bus is at only six o'clock. So um, it doesn't give me a lot of time to um, to finish any of my assignments or I'd have to run from one lecture down to the bus and see if I make it. And then if I don't make it, then I'm just stranded and I have to try and find, see if I can stay with a friend that's in town or something. But that's just a real inconvenience for them as well because it'd be so last minute. And um, then uh, even getting to college, like if, if the bus is too full, like it has been so many times and it just passes me, then I have to ring up my parents to see if they would be able to drop me to another bus. But that kind of defeats the whole purpose because like the whole point of me getting the bus is so that my parents don't have to drive me anywhere. So it's just really annoying. But I, I really think, and I mean this not against um, Brian Connolly or anybody in bus here, but I think somebody needs to look at the bus service because we are constantly getting complaints. Uh, certainly about Connemara bus service and the, the Spiddle bus. And by the time that the bus gets into Spiddle, it's full of people coming from wherever it's come from, Costello or Costello, wherever it's come from. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I feel like uh, it seems to be the kind of um, low capacity buses because um, the one that goes, the 350 that goes through Kinvara, which is close to where I live, um, it's just, it's like half the number of seats is like, say, the 51 bus, like the expressway bus. So it just fills up like almost in an instant. It could fill up in like one town and then everyone else is just stranded along the way. And 
um, as well, kind of what we wrote in our petition, uh, me and Evine, was um, that the uh, 350 bus route was um, advertised uh, as one of the most scenic bus routes, kind of like for a budget price for tourists to come over. So um, when the tourist season starts, there's just no hope for any locals of getting a chance to go on the bus because um, it would just be too full up with um, tourists going around. Yeah, but, so uh, but if, if, you t- if you take where you're in Kinvara, then you take Ballyvahan, and there's, there's quite a cohort indeed of people seeking refuge there. And then if you go out as far as Doolin, I'm sure, out along the way there, um, but I mean, it, it doesn't make sense that you have somebody who wants to go to college, you have somebody who wants to succeed in college, but they can't get there on public transport. Uh, that's why I think the whole thing has to be looked at, because I came across somebody indeed recently um, who, just in down Spitzel, they hadn't pre-booked, which I didn't think you have to pre-book a bloody bus now, but anyway, they hadn't pre-booked, uh, and so the bus wouldn't let them on. And then when they had pre-booked, the bus had no capacity for them and just passed them by. I know it's insane. It's such a terrible system because I remember um, it, I wasn't old enough to get my um, my student leap card at the time, and I I had no cash on me most of the time because I would get paid in through my bank account and. Um, usually I would, because I work in Kinvara as well, and a lot of the time I'd have to get the bus then after work. And it's always the five o'clock bus that I find to be the biggest um, problem because it's always the busiest. Um, but I didn't have a leave card and I didn't have any cash and the car, the bus doesn't take cards. So I would have to pre-book the ticket. Um, but there's like two issues with that because one, say if you're in a rush to like type in your email where your ticket would get sent to you, you might like put in the email wrong or something like that. And then you just won't have any other way of getting your ticket. You'll have to buy another ticket again. And, um, then exactly what you said, the bus might just completely pass you by. And then it's so treacherous trying to like go into the bus airing website and try and get a refund that most people just don't do it because it's too tedious. Yeah, we had a man who was um, ha- hadn't pre-booked his ticket, so he was left in Nansbidja. Three buses passed him, so he must be waiting a long time. I don't know what yeah, the figures he does. Three just, buses passed him, and he eventually started walking from Clifton, or from, start again, from Spiddle uh, to my Cullen over the mountain road. And some lovely oh motorist uh, saw him walking, picked him up, brought him to my Cullen, and waited with him until he got the bus of my Cullen to get into Galway City. Like it's 2024, lads, would somebody put some kind of a, uh, a scheme yeah. in place? For, but, and then the last bus you were saying coming out of Galway to go on, on this route to Kinvara is six o'clock in the evening? Six o'clock. And it's just, it's not like livable to be able to do something like that. Like even if they put one that was on um, later, like at nine o'clock even, it'd be better to wait around. Like even though we shouldn't have to, it'd be better to wait around and know that you have a way back. But you know, as well because it's the same low capacity buses that if you're late to the bus from Galway City, you might um, you might not even get it because it'd be full. It's bananas. So, oh, pardon me, I shouldn't use bananas with you because that's your cover. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Okay, we better explain to our listeners because I didn't spot it, but my colleague indeed, John Morley, when he was looking at your profile on WhatsApp, you're dressed in a banana or as a banana. Oh, but, the, oh, but, yeah. but the whole situation no, is fine. bananas. And I mean that bananas, bananas, so it is all together. <laughs> uh, keep it up, keep it up. And maybe just for the next interview, change your profile pic if you don't mind. Yeah, maybe, I maybe, think about maybe, that. maybe become time. an orange or something or become an apple <laughs> or something or maybe just become a radio. I'll do more professional for next time. No, you could just pretend you're a radio producer and just look like him then. You'd have great fun. Uh, Shifra, thank you indeed for joining us. Shifra McGuire there. And I love to see young people just taking control of the situation 
as it unfolds. And well done to herself and her colleague uh, for doing what they did uh, from there. And uh, thanks indeed uh, to Shifra for joining us uh, today on the programme. Now, though, let me stay with this, though, because I'm going to go to um, Councillor Martina Canan, who joins us, I'm told, on the line as well. And uh, she's got an update on this because she's been listening uh, to Shifra's story. And we don't know what uh, Martina's dressed in on her profile page, but she joins us on the line. Um, Martina, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Good morning. You have an update um, on this. Yeah, first of all, I just want to compliment um, Evine and Shifra. I've been touch base with Evine when I've seen the uh, survey. Yeah, about, um, I fully agree with everything that was said. Um, we have huge issues here. That same service, um, that 350 goes to Clarenbridge, and really the young people are having a huge issue after 6 p.m. So much so, I think they're even, some of them are couch surfing, if that's the word, yeah, to well, be able to get. Shifra said she was doing it there. What did she? I didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, I have a few here as well. Um, but basically, about a year and a half ago, I met, actually, first meeting was with Brian Connolly from Bus Aaron um, about the 350. And I actually submitted a proposal at the time to, you know, to install maybe two extra buses after 6pm, one at quarter past eight and one at quarter past ten. Now, as an auxiliary service, I also um, recently met with the Minister for State, Jack Chambers, on the 8th of February, and he um, committed to seeking funding for that service or seeing where that proposal is. So I, I actually fully agree with, um, you know, the girls that this is not, this is necessity. So I'm hoping, and I've asked that their, um, their information and the survey will be sent to the NTA as well. So it's it just I just want to firstly compliment you know the girls for taking this initiative, but I mean it's it's just crazy at the moment that it is, you I mean, cannot get a bus out to this area after six p.m. And regional director indeed, Brian Connolly is a great guy, super guy, and he, gets, Abs, he runs, he runs, yeah, he runs yeah, a great yeah, ship. But I mean, this is down. He can't just magic a bus. But this is down to the NTA and licensing and all that goes with it. And that so, is Keith. Yeah, absolutely. And he was very, you know, he's very supportive. And again, like us all, he can only put in the submissions. But I mean, as I, the really thing that gets to me is uh, an additional service was put on that bus route at 10 a.m. Um, and I think again at five to support the tourists, which is very important. But I think we need to support our own young people and our own people. And so I'm hoping that okay. we'll see an auxiliary bus there after 6pm. All right, um, Councillor Martina Canan, thank you for joining us uh, today on the programme. There is a lot of comments coming into us uh, today. We'll try and give you some of those uh, in just a moment as well. And keep them coming into us, please, if you want to get in contact with us. You can do so 0638 if you want to get in contact with us. Uh, we would like to hear from you. Uh, and I'll give you some of the comments uh, just now as well. Uh, as well, um, All about Kinvarath. There's a lot of comments in about Kinvarath. So let me just do this and this, and then I can just uh, go and have a look at uh, the comments that are coming into us there as well. Um, so let me just see here. Yes, Keith, uh, this uh, caller said to us uh, today, we must remember uh, bus companies only have limited resources. I feel for that girl. And uh, Keith, could you please... Um, raise the question to Norma Foley on your show today as to why Seamon College in Kavari does not have a sports hall regards and that comes from somebody there Hi Keith, this uh, caller said uh, I gather Norma Foley is being interviewed this morning I'm texting in relation to Seamon College numerous applications for a PE hall and a gym and it goes on from there so we'll put that to her and uh, a lot of people coming in by the way looking for Norma Foley 
and asking questions uh, today. I want to go to the facilities coordinator, which is a voluntary commission, um, com- sorry, committee indeed, uh, the facilities coordinator for Galway Bowes uh, AFC, because Anthony Trill joined us yesterday. Around this time, we were horrified by five horses or eight horses or whatever amount of horses uh, that were let into the field or just walked in as they did. Here's an update for us uh, today. Anthony, you've had a chance, 24 hours now, to inspect the grounds. Uh, any update on it? Yeah, um, we had a look yesterday, Keith. Um, I walked the pitch with uh, one or two of the guys. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there was significant damage done in, in, in a large area of the, the main playing pitch. So that's out of commission for now. Um, I walked it with one of the members of the Galway FA Referees Association and he said there was no way they could allow games to go ahead in it given the you know the damage that's done to the pitch. Yeah. But uh, in fairness, I spoke afterwards with one of the members from one of the foremen from Galway City Council and he had a couple of guys up there during the day uh, filling some of the holes with sand. So they are, in fairness, he is, um, Kevin's very proactive and he has... Um, guys working on it but it's limited to what they can do with it because obviously the ground is so soft at the moment it is. I, it's I'm not just an option to put machinery on it I went up around there yesterday evening so I did um, and just wondering um, if it was rolled or if somebody could roll it um, would that help it I wonder, or would it just make the ground very hard for playing on yeah no I mean that's what we discussed uh, yesterday about the, the, you know maybe rolling the pitch so it's too soft to put a big tractor up in it with a roller but um I actually yeah. went around with a small hand roller myself and tried to do some of them. But, I mean, there's 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 so much damage done to the pitch in terms of just the hoof marks. You'd literally want to be up there for a day, maybe with a team of three or four guys, and you'd, you'd get it straightened out then. Um, so the Council of Fairness are working on it, um, but there won't be any any games on the pitch this weekend. It won't be ready in time for, for this weekend. So, yeah. um, unfortunately, we've had to postpone the club activities for the weekend but we're hopeful that the council will get it sorted uh, between now and then and I was sent um, photographs indeed yeah. I, was, I was sent photographs uh, yesterday morning while we were on air as well where the new ball stop net um, was bitten by the horses and torn as well yeah they're only up maybe uh, just over a month and unfortunately yeah they, they, they kind of use that for grazing on as well so there's a big gash maybe two or three foot long on, on one part of it there down near the corner so that'll have to be repaired as well, you know. Uh, the ball stop net isn't the end of the world in terms of it won't stop the kids from getting on the pitch. But unfortunately, all the, the, the holes in the pitch will because some of them are quite deep. You know, the ground is quite soft in areas. So yeah. there's, there's a couple of a couple of uh, spots where you have four, five, six inch holes in the pitch, you know. so. But this, um, is, this is where I mean, the, the, the city council guys are brilliant as well. I mean, they're brilliant at what they do and the outdoor staff and all of that. They shouldn't have yeah. to. I mean, so apparently or no. allegedly they, they, they strayed from a local farm and managed yeah. to break out and came in. I mean, it was kind yeah. of, could they not have gone into B&Q or the car park or somewhere? <laughs> why, go, why go left Look, and Kate, go into the To be mid- honest, the, the, the guys on the ground in the city council are top class. Yes. You know, they've ne- there's never been an issue. No. If you ask them to do something, they'll do it for you or they'll do their best to do it for you. The issue isn't with that. The issue is at a higher level, and I said that yesterday, unless... We start to be have proper engagement between the stakeholders and the city council and the public communities. There will never be a, a solution to the problem, and and the solution is that there has to be better infrastructure around these playing pitches and around community facilities to protect mm. them, not just from vandalism, but from stray animals and from you know un- unplanned events. Let's let's be yeah. nice and call it that. But it's just you know 
it doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be the the want or the desire from the from the officials at at, at a level that matters to do that work and and I have to say it as I see it and mm. that's the way I see it at the moment unfortunately you know so okay. um, it seems to be whoever shouts loudest gets heard first and and, and that's not really the way I I'd like to be you know a bit little, little bit more um bit more polite about it and try and get the work done in, in a proper manner you know Alright, just bear with me one second will you, will you stop sending in messages if you don't mind uh, for Norma Foley I've got enough questions and it's not all about Kimberla we have a, a, a load of questions for her so please if you don't mind um, there's no point I've got at least a hundred in in the last five minutes so there's a campaign out there to do so I won't get to them they're all the same questions and I'll get to a few of them but we have other questions as well just coming back to it um, uh, somebody just said put the fence around the pitch and get over yourself. Now they're cranky today, the same person, because sent another cranky one earlier on as well. Um, but that's what, yeah. you're, that's what you're trying to do, Anthony, so it is. Absolutely. So Absolutely. If I was given the green yourself. light in the morning, I'd have to fence around the pitch by next week, because I I will find the means to raise the money to get the pitch, to get the, the fence. The problem is, and people don't realise this, we're not even allowed to cut the grass on those pitches. We can line them, and we can put up the nets on the goals, but that's it. We're not. We have no power to do anything else on those pitches. They're public we can't pitches. fix the potholes. We can't cut the grass. We can't do any weed control. We can do nothing. We cannot touch anything around the structure because it's a public facility. And I've asked and asked and asked about a long-term lease so that we would have the power to put a fence around it. And, and again, not to stop the public from using it, but just to be able to control the area and mind it and maintain it. Yeah. That's all that we're looking for. But... Okay. You know, so I agree with your listener a hundred percent. Get over myself. I'd love to. I wouldn't be on the air if, if I was if I was in control of that facility because I'd have the work done. Listen, keep up the good work, and I'm I'm glad that you're in a bit. You're you're brighter this morning because I, you've put so much work well, into this club. You just just keep it. Stick with it. I keep saying to Anthony, stick with it. It's going to come right yeah. eventually. You you will get the fence. And thanks, Steve, for joining us uh, today. The brilliant Anthony Trill joining us uh, there. Quick commercial break. We're back. All of the all of the texts that are coming in, by the way. I'll take one or two of them, but I've got other ones coming in from transport assistance. I've got other ones coming in in relation to other um, bus issues, indeed, and school buses. I'll put as much as I can, but to, from Kinvara, there's oh, they're all the same. Like as if somebody copied and pasted a text about Kinvara not having PE facilities, um, and they're just all the same, each and every one of them, and they're still coming in. I'm glad I'm that popular at my age in life. 86 33 We're with you until midday. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's uh, programme. Louise Nicola Farley sits opposite me today and she's having an event, Empowered Women's Network event indeed, and it's taking place in Galway on the 9th of March and she sits opposite me uh, today. Uh, morning to you. Thanks indeed for popping into us, uh, Louise, today. Just in relation to this event, who are you hoping will go along? So the event is open for any woman in business or not who wants to meet like-minded women. And it's, you know, the, the speakers that we have um, organised are, you know, Dr. D, Psychology with a Sparkle. So she'll be speaking about her book. We have Margaret Buckley coming over um, from Offaly speaking about spirituality. Myself speaking about mindset and self-image. And then we have Joy, who is our fashion expert. And she will be encouraging women how to dress, you know, confidently at all ages. So is this part of Goldwyn Network or is this a new networking group? This is something that I created. I okay. just felt there was a bit of a gap in the market as in, you know, for, for a local event. And 
Yeah, like it's really exciting. It's built so much momentum and everyone has been more than happy and friendly and encouraging. So, you know, it's it's went from strength to strength and I do believe it's just the start of something really incredible. And again, it's, the event is taking place in number eight, um, which is a shop there on Cross Street, I do mm-hmm. believe it is. And um, so you're you're holding it in the in the commercial unit then? Yeah, because you know empowerment for women can mean many elements, and I think collectively by all of us, you know, joining forces and coming together, like it creates so much more excitement. And we are, as I said, covering the fashion, spirituality, mindset, and um, we're also psychology with a sparkle. So you know, it's there's something for everyone, but it's really feel good, um, supportive, friendly you know, exciting event. And I think it's just a really nurturing, um, it's it's very nurturing for women to have all of those different elements covered so that they'll feel good, look good and have resources then moving forward. So it's taking place on Friday week, the 9th of March then. Yeah. Uh, or is it Saturday? The day week? after um, Friday, yeah. International Women's Day. So it's um, so it's on a Saturday that is yeah Saturday place. evening yeah Saturday evening six thirty to eight thirty on the 9th of March uh, from there, um, and again it's it's it, from a, a, you talk about empowering women and networking event and that, mm-hmm. um, and you have some very very um, excellent speakers there as well. How are you where are you going to take this then? Because there's a number of networking groups in Galway. So are you going to try and tie it all together? Or are you just going to try and keep yours together like this? Well, I think the more people that support each other, then the more powerful we are collectively. So, you know, I'm open to whatever opportunity comes along that's going to <clears throat> really help the women that I'm working with promote their business and, um, you know, again, meet like-minded women. Yeah. Because I think when you're in business as a woman or as anyone, it can be quite lonely if you're doing it by yourself. It can be so, very lonely, yeah. Yeah. And you know, like a lot of people have been on the same journey, so it's, <coughs> so, it's, so it's about um, it's about sharing sharing information, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and networking and um, collaborating and promoting one another because there's enough um, success and um, abundance and clients for everybody. It's just about again, um, like brainstorming and asking how can I serve, how can I um, help another person on their journey. Yeah. By that, it's like, you know, a boomerang effect. Good always comes back to us when we, you know, put it out. Yeah, it's, it's but again, it's to get like-minded people to work with you on that. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's been so exciting and joyful and really rewarding, even, you know, making the friends and, again, sharing other women's businesses and promoting their skills and their experience. Like, for the, that for me is the ultimate, I suppose, you know, it's empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there a charge involved in this kind of Yeah, it's 25 uh, per ticket. Uh, 25, and where can they get the tickets for it? So they're on all of our social medias, myself and uh, all the ladies that's, um, that's speaking. So my... What, what's, the, what's the umbrella group called then, can I ask you? So it's um, Empowerment Women's Networking Event. Okay, uh, so that's where they would get... Yeah. Details on it. Yeah, or if they look me up, um, Louise Nicola Farley. And are you on Facebook, um, Instagram, 
right on LinkedIn. all social medias. I'm uh, everywhere. So <laughs> I know that you were everywhere. Look, you were everywhere in the station this morning, Louise. I didn't Nicola think you seen me. Uh, I, I see everything, so I do. I see everything. Uh, but again, a venue is going to be number eight, which is in Cross Street in Galway, uh, running from six thirty to eight thirty. And you're saying tickets are twenty five euro on that one. But if you look up Louise Nicola Farley. And I need social media to get further details uh, from there. Hope's a great success for you, and uh, hope Thank that uh, like-minded people come together. And yeah. uh, because that's that's what makes that's what makes Galway very special. It is. It's the most incredible place to live, and I'm so grateful. I love it. And thank you so much for having me. Louise Nicola Farley, thank you for joining us uh, today. Now, there's a a lot of questions. Thank you, uh, Louise, for popping into us uh, today. A lot of questions about Kinvara, so I'm going to try and keep those for the minister, so I am, and I'll deal with those when the minister's on the line with me quite shortly. And um, Keith, uh, this caller, again, it's all about Kinvara. I'm just looking there. And another caller said, please, we ask Minister Norma Foley. Somebody definitely just copied and pasted this. It started somewhere. I don't know where it started, um, but somebody just definitely started uh, and just copied and pasted and all of that type of stuff there. Um, and we're just, we are inundated uh, with it, so we are today. Uh, Keith, um, this caller said, can you yeah, ask Norma Foley? I could be speaking to Norma Foley until this time next week, so I could with all of the texts that I've got here. Another caller said, Keith, I don't agree with the sentiment of the person. Put the fence around, put the fence around your pitch and get over yourself. Uh, it's public ground and that's the situation. I And that's the end of it, this caller said. And uh, Keith, this uh, caller said, can you please um, find out about buses elsewhere and otherwise in uh, South Galway? Um, I feel for the girls in question, uh, but the other bus services are shocking and we need them later into the night as well. And uh, Keith, why are you not commenting on Minister uh, Catherine, the Minister for Media? Yeah. I didn't see it last night. I was I was tied up. I didn't see that whole situation last evening, the Catherine Martin situation. I didn't have read all about it this morning. I've looked at the clips and otherwise. I think she gave herself, um, she, she defended herself very well and she dealt with it very well from there. But let's just see where it goes from there. Uh, so that's the reason I didn't comment on it. I didn't get a chance to look at it last night. Uh, I was doing something else uh, from there. Uh, Keith, this uh, caller said, can you also, and uh, the people that are selling tools and equipment out of Jeeps and vans for many years, I know, sorry, just come, come back up there. Uh, Keith, people are selling tools and equipment out of Jeeps and vans for many years. I noticed a lot of these out of van sales when I was working on a site in Renmore uh, back in 2004. And then in uh, Discord, uh, did the guards find the man in the van selling the stuff at the docks yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Uh, why is the traffic so bad this morning and yesterday morning? And Keith, I was out walking my beagle in my local area yesterday. I met two young ladies uh, walking um, a bull mastiff who had no muzzle on. Their dog proceeded to attack my dog and not let it go. I had to bring my dog to the vet and I asked the ladies for their names, but they wouldn't give them to me. Today my dog is shaking and absolutely traumatised. People need to put muzzles on their dogs, especially the dangerous ones. What about the genuine people selling items, this caller said? You're painting everyone with the same brush and it's wrong and it's all your fault, Finnegan. Uh, where did that dog incident happen? Would you be good enough, please, to come back and let us know uh, on 0917700077. So it's all my fault now that fellas are st- selling stolen goods around town. 